I mean, we were just sitting back, you know, <laughs> chopping it up, reminiscing about the good old days and all that. <laughs> you know, tracking my roots, where I came from and where I'm going. But like I say, man, always said it. It's not about the destination. No. It's all about the journey. Hey, I'm Tamika. I'm Al. And welcome back to another episode of Seedless Watermelon. <laughs> yep. Welcome to another episode. So what are we going to talk about today? We are getting really close to our 10th episode, so I'm really excited about yeah, this. I'm, yeah, definitely. 10 episodes in. That's a lot. That is a lot. We appreciate y'all coming along the journey with us as we figure out all this money stuff. <laughs> so, so uh, I was watching the news. Okay. And... I've been seeing a lot of stuff about these uh, second round of uh, stimulus checks. Third round. Third round. So yeah. it's the third round. Okay, it's the so, third round. Okay, so um, I don't know. I don't pay much attention to the stimulus checks or whatever. Um, so I guess the first thing is, like, what is all of this about? Like, what is... I mean, they about to send us some money. Oh, wait. We're so, going to be where the money reside, where the money reside, oh God, where the not, money reside. Not that, not that song again. But <laughs> So you're telling me we're getting uh, money from the government. We're going to get free money from the government. Well, let me just say this. I get annoyed with the idea of people calling this free money from the government. It's really our money. Okay. Um. So, I mean, we just getting paid back our funds. I hate when people make it so that the government just has this arbitrary fund that they're just giving us without us actually paying anything towards this i mean a lot of this is our tax dollars that have been you know allocated certain places and been invested in money's grown and we're getting that money back so we're really getting back our own two thousand dollars when you think about it over the course of whatever you've been paying into the system oh wait so it's two thousand dollars well it initially it, it, it's going to add up to that so okay. you know there was a six hundred dollar payment not that long ago and this next round is supposed to add up to like the $2,000 that they said that they wanted to give everybody. So uh, there was a stimulus payment last year. And then now there's one of 1400 which will bring it to 2000 Okay, $1,400. Well, that I mean, I don't think that that's peanuts. It's not. Uh-oh. You know, it's a part of like a $1.9 trillion coronavirus package that includes other things past the stimulus payment. But everybody kind of cares more about it. But there are some tax breaks involved and other things that are going to be really beneficial to people, especially households that have... Uh, that have kids so okay so I guess for me the question is why are they giving this money out Um, I mean the obvious thing that comes to mind is you know the pandemic and people who may have lost their jobs yeah I mean people have lost their jobs and have filed for unemployment are definitely a lot of them are receiving unemployment payments already All right. that w- is said to be decreased so about I think $300 at one point it was a little bit higher around 6 and it went to 4 it varied place to place so a lot of those people that are definitely unemployed that are eligible and receiving unemployment benefits they've been receiving monthly payments okay. but most Americans have not been receiving any monthly payments even if they're still working um, especially those with dependents and it could have gotten tougher for them or they've take, they've gotten another job since they've been laid off or um, been fired but it's still you know very tight and the reason that we're receiving this is because unfortunately America's kind of ghetto honestly a lot of countries that are smaller than our own country and maybe one or two that are bigger have been continuously giving payments to their citizens since the pandemic started okay we're one of the few places that has really um, 
fell to the wayside and really just been kind of, I think, I think personally, my opinion, not been as great as about handling this with citizens um, and been more complaining about it. But like someplace like Canada, they've been getting payments every month for quite some months. Okay, so they're getting payments every month, but, you know, we're getting them, I guess, sparsely. We're getting, well, yeah, I mean, for many people last year, not all, I know certain federal employees and stuff like that, they were able to get, um, well, let's be clear, you were getting payments in advance of your own paycheck. Okay. So what was happening was last year, um, if you were like a federal employee, sometimes if you were a state employee, um, if you were a personal or private employee, your employer could opt out. But previously, it was approved that we were basically going to be getting, through an executive order, you were going to get a additional money in your check what they were doing was actually stopping your payment towards social security that you normally pay out of your check okay and withholding that and they were giving that to you in your check but the deal was it started in september of last year all the way to december the deal was you had to pay that money back this year ouch yeah so initially it was going to be like the first four months of the year a lot of people were going to get their social security was going to start coming back out again and then they were going to also have another withholding for those four months of checks that were with that were um that were that were paid out events. Well, well, to me, that that's that kind of sucks if you think about it. Because, we all agree on that. Definitely. Because I mean, all it is, if you really think about it, all they're really doing is giving you a loan. It was a, a loan, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a. I guess it's interest free, if you want to call it that, loan. Mm-hmm. But it just sounds. If you're just gonna have to kick the can down the road and pay it back, it's like okay. I mean, is this really doing me any good? It it definitely helps some people, but most people agreed on that. There was a lot of, you know, political stuff around it that we won't really get into. But, um, you know, essentially it was a loan. And, you know, it certainly kept a lot of people at a, a crossroads because obviously the pandemic hasn't ended. And then now this large chunk of money and the regular t- payment that you would pay out to Social Security is going to be um, taken out of your check, which would put a lot of people in a tough space. Um, so there was ideas around forgiveness for it, things like that. And remember, this was something that you could have opted in or out, maybe if you were a private employer, because it was done in such a rush fashion mm-hmm. that um, it didn't give payroll enough time. But with if you were a federal employee, you had no ability to opt out. It was wow. required that it was going to so happen anyway. it was going to happen. Okay. The good thing that happened this year in January, uh, seemingly after the elections, um, and that the IRS, one of the reasons the IRS started late in uh, allowing you to submit your taxes was... Um, they allowed you to, to divide this up. So at first it was just going to be the first four months you were just going to have this large you know gap in your check. Then they just said, well, we'll just take we'll collect over 24 pay, 20 to 26 pay periods. Okay. So now people have time, this small increments of this money taken out, coming out of your check instead so of you yeah it doesn't sting it doesn't you devastate bad. you yeah, yeah so that was that bad. was pretty cool and that helped out a lot to not scare so many people into like wow i'm gonna miss this huge amount of money that i need because essentially when you think about it because it was a loan and you're gonna need that money next year yeah you were you gonna really able to be able to spend it on the things that you needed to have you would have mostly been afraid that hey i'm not gonna have this money in january february march or april so i need to just save the money y'all gave me because i'm gonna need that money next year yeah so they exactly. you know the, the Smarter has prevailed, and ultimately, now it's been divided up into those 26 pay periods. Okay. Um, I might be jumping a little ahead of, ahead of ourselves here, but um, so when when are these checks? When can people expect to get these checks? Well, look, they made a decision last year, of last week, so I said last <laughs> year. It was talked about widely last year, but nothing really moved, and now they made a decision last week, and mm-hmm. I believe the president signed it the day before... It was supposed to be signed. It was supposed to be signed on Friday, and he actually signed it on Thursday. Shockingly, 
so that they can start right away. So um, if people were to go to where's my refund or where's my payment.com, I believe on the IRS website, you can actually see when you're set to get the check. Um, and it has already been in effect because essentially the IRS is paying you the same way they paid the other stimulus checks. Either you have direct deposit set up because you filed taxes and that's how your re returns have come to you. Um, or it's going to come to you via the same account if you get Social Security in that account. Or it's going to come to you via mail. And that may take a little bit longer. Oh, okay. Um, but they are starting to kick out this week. A lot of people have already said that they see pending. And most people, if they go on the website, can see when they're set up to receive it. Okay. Now, um, I saw something where they talked about um, how, the ch how the money is going to be distributed. Everybody getting the check? No, okay, I'm just well, <laughs> but, but, you know, some people, they're saying something about you having to have filed taxes so that the IRS or whoever is distributing the money has your electronic payments on record. Because if you're getting a check, you know, I want to make sure that we're, you know, informing our viewers that it might be best that they make sure that the IRS has this information. Yeah, so they are. They did advise early in the year once they knew that this was going to be a go ahead, and this was a part of um, one of the priorities for the administration was to make sure that people did go ahead and file your taxes if you could. Um, that way, they would have your most up to date information on file. Mm -hmm. But you do not, you did not have to file your taxes early this year, or you know when it first was when you eligible to get the payment. If you did file in previous years, they're going to use your previous information. So, for instance, this being what your 2020 tax year, mm. um, if you didn't file in 2020 yet, obviously you have to the April deadline. Then you, if you file taxes in 2019 or 18, that's what the information that they're going to use, and that in, even includes how they determine who's going to get a check. And if you don't have to have direct deposit to receive this check as an American, if you don't have it, they can pay it to um, your. They will send it to you via mail. Okay, but I, but generally speaking, I think it's a good idea to have direct deposit because you get your money faster. I'm believe I, I think you'll you'll get it faster. You'll get it faster, but there may not be an option for people who lost jobs. Mm -hmm. So if you lost a job and your direct deposit is no longer the case, then there could be a little bit of an issue, and that's why they said you need to go ahead and file. Because maybe if you have an updated thing where you're going to be having your return mailed to you if you're eligible for a return, then ultimately they would know at this point, hey, you don't have that direct deposit anymore. If that bank account is closed, that check's going to get bounced back to the IRS and then you have to have another way of it coming to you. So um, it is options for people who don't have bank accounts normally. Um, but yes, it's the, the best option is probably to get direct deposit so you can get the check faster. Okay. So... Um Who's eligible? Who's eligible? Who's eligible? Who's so, getting this payment, y'all? So who's who can who can get the stimulus? Oh, that's not a fake radio DJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, all right, but who can get who can get the money? Like now, that's, see, who, who's eligible to get the money? I feel like this is a this fight has been weird. Um, you know, I know we've ta certainly talked about like the different income levels. I know you have feelings on that, and we'll get into that in a minute. I mean, from what we know. Um, and of course, we always tell you to check, you know, multiple news sources. We are not always the best. Um, we, in general, anybody should be going to the IRS's website. They're going to have the most up-to-date information. Right. Um, but right now, and I believe this, the Treasury Department also has that information on their site. But if you're a single individual um, with like an adjusted gross income, so that's the money that once they look at everything that you got paid in your, you know, from your income. This is what the, the government is saying is your adjusted gross income for the year. Um, if you're $75,000 or less, right. then you'll get the full $1,400 because that's the payment, $1,400. Um, 
same thing if you're like head of the household so if you are living with someone else and let's say you have like a dependent but you're not married and you're head you're considered head of the household or you have a parent living with you and you're considered head of the household um if your adjusted gross income is 112,500 or less then you're going to get the full 1400 okay so that's like the base level check all right so that's the household so that sounds to me like there needs to be more than one person this isn't single this is so single you are you if you're single is 75,000 or less you're definitely right. getting the 1400 dollars the full amount because it can be reduced the higher your income goes okay so, so it, it's a phase out thing it's a phase out thing so 14 1400 for the full check, 75000 and under. If you're ahead of the household situation, you know, when you file your taxes and they ask you what's your status, and they'll tell you what counts as head of the household. Normally, this is people who have a dependent. Yeah, But exactly. they're not married. So yeah. if you're a single, single parent, things like that. Like that. Right, if you exactly. have a parent that lives with you, that, you know, that, that relies on you, things like that, or you're taking care of a brother or sister, then you're talking about 112500 or less, and then that's when you'll be eligible for the full 1400 if you're married and you file jointly and your modified adjusted gross income is 150000 or less, then you're going to get about 2800 because that's obviously two different checks. Mm -hmm. So that's another big thing to realize with this situation. You're getting multiple checks the more people that live in your household and that you claim. So if you and your spouse are two adult individuals and you make under 150000 combined um, as your adjusted gross income, then you're both going to get a check. Okay. So now we're talking about instead of just fourteen hundred, we're talking about twenty eight hundred. Mm -hmm. um, so and it just kind of goes like that. Um, the checks pretty much decrease or disappear to zero depending on where you fall. Um, so there are different caps and phase outs. So for people, let's say if I am a single individual, going back to that single thing, and I earn over eighty thousand dollars, right? Then that's when I'm probably not going to receive any money. Okay. Um. And so, like, let's say you're between that 75 and 80, you may get less than 14. And the IRS has a calculator for all of these numbers that we're talking about. So you can go to their website. But there are a couple of, like, uh, tax, uh, a couple of tax places, like, you know, TurboTax and all those kind of places and H&R Block that also have this up. Okay. And then a couple of, like, you know, USA Today and stuff, the New York Times, they'll help you find out, like, what you, you may be eligible to receive. But, of course, the IRS is probably the best the best version place. to see right. the if best. how much would you if you're eligible for a stimulus payment um if you're a married couple and you earn over one hundred and sixty thousand, um or if you're ahead of the household and you earn over one hundred and twenty you you're not going to be eligible for a for payment oh, so there okay. are some phase out payments where so if you're in between that number so we're well, giving a lot of we're giving a lot of numbers out right so just briefly going over it again i'm single Seventy-five thousand or less. I'm definitely eligible for the fourteen hundred. If you are between seventy-five thousand and eighty thousand, you're eligible for something, maybe just not the fourteen hundred. Right. And if it's eighty thousand or over, then you're then, phased out. Then you're phased out completely. So we're talking about tough, head of tough, the, tough luck. Tough basically. luck. Okay. Head of the household. You're talking about one hundred and twelve thousand five hundred or less. You're eligible for the check between one hundred and twelve thousand five hundred and. 120,000 you're mm -hmm. eligible for something just not the 14 and then once you get to 120,000 head of the household you're phased out right okay same thing with the married couple filing jointly 150,000 or less you're eligible for the 1400 okay. and between 150,000 and 160,000 that's when you're the eligible phase for out. something yeah the phase just out just not the 
full amount. And if you're over one hundred and sixty thousand as a married couple, then yeah. So if you make one hundred and sixty thousand and one dollar, tough luck. So here's been here's <laughs> here's something that's been the trick. Um, for them. So for instance, if you're somebody who just lost your job, they've obviously been pushing the people file your taxes so that they know how much you're, you're going to be because that changes your situation. Let's say you were making 60, let's say you were making 76,000 last year and okay. then you got fired or lost your job. Many people unfortunately were in that situation. The IRS is encouraging people to file now, and we're doing so the last couple of months because that lets them know your situation has changed. Mm. So where you may have not been eligible for a check or a reduced amount, you would get the full amount. Okay. Um, if you've gotten divorced, if that person that was living in your household passed away, or if you acquired somebody into your household, many people had to take parents and relatives in, stuff like that due to COVID, somebody passing away in the family, they became uh, uh, responsible for somebody overnight. Um, that they're now taking care of, they need to know those changes because they're going to go off of your old situation. Yeah, so in other words, you better start filing your... If your situation changed, it's healthy for you to start, start filing, filing now. Start filing now, so... There's also been, and we're not advisors on any of this. We're not encouraging you to do anything. We always tell you to check with the financial advisor or with um, the IRS or government agencies to verify this information. So we're just telling you with the information that's out there. Right. A lot of this um, we've been getting from New York Times, you know, USA Today, a lot of the other places that we check, financial websites, Wall Street Journal. Um, what they are saying sometimes to people, will you still get a check if your income went up in 2020? Okay, um, yeah. If you have not filed taxes and your old income meets the guidelines for this, then yes, you would still get a payment. If the IRS then knows, okay, you made 80000 in 2020 or whatever, before the payment gets paid out to you, then no, you would not. You would not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So uh, coming up next, um, we're going to talk about... Um, how do you spend some of that money if you're going to get it? Um, what some of I do what I want now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think uh, yeah, it'd be it'd be kind of cool to find out like what where people are thinking about it. And if you've heard anything, you know, what are the alternatives to what you know? How are you going to spend that that dough? Yeah, yeah. After I get it, I reinvest. After I get it, I reinvest. Wanna talk that talk in reality You have not seen me in action You think the come up comes overnight You ain't behind the scenes Trust me, these things don't just happen No shade to Gerald But G's don't come easy When you try to eat I produce and rapping I read that contract You sent me to sign But excuse me I can't help myself I'm just laughing Hey, you try to cut out A piece of my pie And I ask you politely What's it that you offer me? Yeah. I produce all my own beats And I have no and welcome back to Seedless Watermelon. So we got all the basic stuff out of the way and all of the numbers and everything like that. Um, so. And, you know, I want to preface this this phase of segment of saying that we are not financial advisors. No, we are not. We are not, not giving out. Uh, just talking about our opinions around money and the things that we're learning right along with you guys and sharing what we know, what we found out. But we're definitely not advising you. We suggest that you go to a bank. Go to go to, go to a uh, certified financial planner or yes. a certified public accountant. Definitely. And get their expert advice. On how you should, you know, move with your money, invest with your money. They have the best picture about what you should do. But we know any way that we can sort of offer, you know, our feelings on stuff. And yeah, we're just talking know, any, about this whole any, thing. Any, yeah, anything, any bit of advice we could offer. But again, we're not professionals. Yeah, and we're definitely talking about what our own situations are as well and how we think we would apply some of this stuff. So it would be kind of fun to figure out 
What are we gonna do if you were eligible for the 1400 STEMI? Like, what are we doing? I've seen songs around the stimulus check. I've seen memes what, around the like, stimulus what, check. Instagram and all of that. They are calling Joe Biden Joe Moneybag, which uh, for many of us know rapper, <laughs> the rapper Moneybag, yo. They're definitely calling him all kinds of things. Um, I've just seen like the funniest stuff right. around people with this check. But it also shows you how many people have been looking for some assistance and some help during this like tough time okay so hmm so we just said so if i'm if i got if i woke up one morning mm-hmm. check my bank account and i saw a direct deposit from the u.s government for fourteen hundred dollars i ain't trusted i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i mean if 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 they've announced that they're going to be giving out money right, they're giving it if out. i just get fourteen hundred i'm not taking yeah, a dime of that exactly. money but um yeah well, I mean but you get this money what do you what are you what, doing, what are you with doing? It? well um one of the first things that I would I would look at is you know start let's start off simple um if I have any past due maintenance like let's say for the okay. car I needed tires you know maybe three four months ago I went to get an oil change or whatever it is and the guy in the store said you know you might want to start you know changing your brakes or maybe he said to do the brakes right then and there but I just didn't have the money so I didn't get it done okay um I would possibly look at you know playing catch up on you know car maintenance or something along those lines or if you have a house and you need you know to replace the water heater or something along those or something something right critical something around the house um i would definitely play catch up look to do you know play catch up in those areas so you're talking about definitely like spending that money on things that are critical for your life so stuff that you need obviously like the water heater if it breaks can be a huge cost for people exactly obviously if you need a car to get back and forth to work um then you definitely want to make sure that you're not going to have a problem on the road and for some people it's been tight with money you have to like constantly figure out what you're going to pay first and things like that and that those types of setbacks you're saying you want to catch up exactly okay that's one of the first see that that's one of the first things that i I would do with the money okay um what else Another thing that I would do is I would look at, honestly, I would look at investing some of that money. Okay, investing. <laughs> Getting your bank up. Now, I have to I have to preface this by saying I am, when it comes to certain investments, and of course we're going to have a whole show on invest, a whole series on investing. Ooh, series. Exactly. So, um, but I'm biased a little bit. I'm someone that likes to invest in, in funds. I'm a fund investor. Fund investor. So, Ooh, that sounds fancy. Nah, it's You really got not. money. <laughs> but that's the thing you don't really uh, contrary to what some people might think mm-hmm. there's a lot of funds out there that you can buy into that don't cost a whole lot of money and we don't mean no Nigerian print scams or anything you see on Instagram no <laughs> GoFundies we ain't talking no. about none of that kind of stuff nah none of mm-hmm. that kind of stuff um, but you know there are funds out there that you can do you know there's index funds Okay. Um, you know, index funds are, you know, mostly computerized. It's mostly managed by, you know, like a, com- you know, the online company, right, the online like brokerages. Yeah. They mostly manage it because of that. The funds are, uh, the expenses with the funds are a lot cheaper. Yeah. Um, because, and the other type of fund, the mutual fund, uh-huh. you know, that's managed by an active a person most yeah. of the time. And let's, and let's uh, break it down even even more for some of our listeners or viewers mm-hmm. who are sort of new to that. Like an index fund is essentially like a, a you know, basically a bunch of stocks. Right. You're following a particular market exactly. normally. And that's just like you're following a particular market on the stock market. Right. So usually it's just like this array of 
uh, uh, stocks right, that are exactly. in one particular that fund are that wanted. are normally picked out. Um, and they vary. Yes, you they know. vary. So you can, you can, but like, let's say technology is your thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be able to invest in Microsoft, Apple, and Google. You can, instead of buying those shares individually, which can, can be very expensive, which can be very expensive, right? You can just buy into a mutual fund or an index fund. In this case, a technology-based that index covers fund all of them. that covers that, right, yeah, that and entire for a lower industry. price normally, and for a lower price, exactly. Yeah. Uh, one of the benefits of buying into funds is that. You don't, let's say what a share of Google is, or let's say Tesla, which is what, like about $1,000 or something crazy like that. It's trading pretty share. high. It's trading pretty high. If you don't want to buy one share of that. Or can't or, afford to. Or can't afford to. With the mutual or the index fund, what you can do is you can just put money in there incrementally. So you're buying, you know, you're buying it. You're paying more and more into the fund without having to spend money on the stock individually. And to give a, a clear example of this, Tesla stock as of what Friday, March twelfth, was trading at six hundred and ninety-three dollars. Ninety-three dollars. So that's a significant part of your check if you are somebody that's you know got a stimulus payment back. That's a little bit over half of that payment. Um, so you want to be careful about you know, and you wouldn't have that much left. Mm-hmm. But it, with an index fund that maybe is saying, and this is just a really crazy example, an index fund that's saying, hey, you only have to pay three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. To start your to initial start. investment, exactly. But not only do you get a piece of Tesla, you get a piece so of Microsoft, you get a piece, piece of, of Apple, you get, you get a, piece a piece of Hewitt, uh, Amazon, Amazon, you all name of it. That. Right. Which Amazon is trading like a thousand something right now. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but that allows you to get a part of a little piece of all of those companies, and that's really great because let's say for instance. Tesla's having a tough time and exactly. Amazon is doing incredibly well, which they know they are during the pandemic. You are not stuck with this one thing. That it's about diversification. Thing, right. Exactly. You said it, diversification. So just because one sector of the technology industry isn't doing well, one other sector might, and you're investing in both of those and companies within both of those subsectors. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the big thing that you mentioned is that it may not cost a whole lot of money to get started. Yes. It might only cost $500. I don't want to say only $500, like people just have $500 just sitting around collecting dust. But that's the stimulus for. But if you, exactly, but if you have a stimulus and let's say you want to buy into a technology index or mutual fund um, that costs $1,000, well, you can get, you can now buy into the fund and then what you can do is as you get more and more money you know fifty dollars hundred dollars um you know two hundred dollars whatever it is throughout the year you can sort of continue to invest in the fund and a lot of times the great things about uh i would say in in your ideas about this index fund is that there's not necessarily um a specific minimum payment so you right. just sort of are paying as you're going you you're can only paying. invest the money that you have and leave it there but it doesn't really grow right so this is very simple especially if you're somebody who's either very fit, afraid of the stock market index funds are a great 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 way to start because you don't have to know as much about every individual stock normally you're dealing with a brokerage with more experienced people who know how to um, manage these funds if you're gonna go like the technology route but there are stocks that you know they mirror the literal entire stock market right exactly um, but there are different types of funds and it's a great way to get that money that you always are really afraid that you won't have and i definitely would uh think this would be great for people who are going to get the multiple checks right so if maybe the 1400 it still could scare you i would definitely still look into it 
But if you're a parent or somebody who's going to be getting a couple of checks for kids because they are giving out payments, um, you know, for the amount of dependents that you have, they're also giving out these checks. I would seriously consider starting this because even your follow-up payments to an index fund don't have to be a lot. They don't. You literally exactly. could be taking out $25 every paycheck. $100, whatever it going is. Going towards this to keep adding on and to this every money on. and your money is just going to continue to grow over time. Right. But you could, and then you can increase it as you go or whatever, but you still would be initially invested in the market and not such a scary way. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, there's ETFs as well, which are exchange, exchange traded funds, which, you know, it's like the index funds that we talked about. But the difference is, is that you can actually trade them um, as regular stocks um, during the market, during the market's hours, because usually with um, with index and mutual funds, you when you put in a sell order or you put in a buy order, it typically happens after the market closes. But with exchange traded funds, those transactions can happen, you know, instantly like they were regular stocks. So we'll get we'll have more episodes about this stuff and give you guys more information. But those are certain um, investments. When I say invest, that's what I'm talking about. And again, I'm biased. So I'm I'm very much a fund investor. I believe in this stuff a lot. Um, I would I would say avoid the temptation of trying of taking this fourteen hundred dollars and buying and of it. it well yeah blowing it is one yeah. thing but um this ain't dubai trip money no it's not and 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 buying individual stocks because the risk of that is too high and then like we mentioned before individual stocks like if you just want to go out and buy apple or you just want to go out and buy tesla or whatever the case is you have to spend what whatever the market the going market rate for those shares are, that's what you're pretty much going to be spending. Now, this is where we probably split on ideas. I'm going to split a little bit okay. from you on this, honey, because I feel like um, <laughs> the one I, I feel like um, I want people to get comfortable with investing, period. Oh, absolutely. And so um, a great way if you have a little bit of this money to play with and when I mean play with it, I'm saying like less than 100 bucks of it if you have a little bit of money to play where you're not really sure about how the stock market works i would and we normally don't recommend because we don't do any sort of endorsements we ain't getting paid for none of this we don't have any <laughs> ad money as of yet but i normally recommend people when they're starting out with the stock market to read stock investing for dummies mm -hmm. that's like one of my favorite favorite books that's really educational about how this whole thing works if you are interested in the stock market if you are nervous about the stock market if you're not sure what uh, to do and you're starting off and you've finally gotten a brokerage account through TD Ameritrade or Charles Schwab or um, Fidelity, Fidelity any of these companies Vanguard out here that you can start with um, and you're not really sure about how the stock market works once you've kind of read through something like that um, and you're ready to try to start um, taking a little bit of this money uh, because you should really count it as your regular income anyway right um, and, you know, if you want to just buy one share of Apple or one share showing so-and-so just to see how the market works. Oh, yeah. There's a great way to do that as well. And there are stocks that are a little bit cheaper, but it will teach you about the stock market. So if out of this whole stimulus payment, you got $100 that you could normally blow on like a purse or whatever, but you don't really know about the stock market, invest in yourself. And the way that you invest in yourself mm. is investing in the knowledge that you're learning. So if you normally would blow that hundred dollars on a pair of sneakers or a pair of shoes or you're putting it towards a, a mani petty or whatever take that hundred dollars instead get investments stock investing for dummies uh one of my other favorite books is mm. warren buffett invest like a girl so should you literally an amazing book and it talks about a lot of the concepts he was talking about mm -hmm. um but get that money 
and learn the concepts, the basic concepts of that, and then go ahead and spend a little bit of that money on the stock market. You might buy two stocks from two different companies that are under a certain amount of money, but you will see that money grow over time. Over the next year, just sort of follow that. See the ups and downs of the market and how it works and what happens with your money. Does it go up? Does it go down? Do you gain? Do you lose? You can start to invest small increments of your own money and buy more stock as you go. Mm-hmm. So, um, I agree with this index fund situation, but if you are taking a smaller step into that market and you're mm-hmm. not really sure, um, then another way to do that is maybe you can buy individual stock in a company that you find attractive to start off with and sort of test what you know. And a lot of times it's probably going to turn out for the best. I can speak to that um, a couple <laughs> with one of the stocks I bought years ago when I was trying to figure it out that you know completely blew up for me. I mean, not I ain't wealthy, wealthy, nothing like that. Nah, but yeah, um, so she tell it, I bought it. I bought it at thirty <laughs> and it trades at about a hundred and something now. It, okay, even when so it, it went, went down last yeah, year, so it still went, went up, back up. So somewhere around five times. Yeah, yeah. So it and went so, up five times. And that's when I was trying to test out the market to see if I even understood anything about that. I wish I had bought more of it, mm. but. Um, it's one of those things that's worth learning and it'll teach you about the stock market. And it's not, it didn't, it cost you under a hundred bucks to learn. So, um, you know, but yeah, I like the whole investing in yourself sort of deal. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people, including myself, I think that the, um, the marketplace in terms of employment is going to change. Mm. Um, especially, you know, from, as a result of the pandemic. Okay. So, to get a job or get a good paying job or to be competitive in the market, it may, you know, developing certain skills in certain areas of demand might uh, might be a, a, a really good investment. Okay. You know, so, I mean, and there's a lot of video, I mean, there's a lot of video, you can buy video books now, you can, um, so if you don't like to read a book or something along those lines, you can, you can learn um, online through a lot of videos now. They have like a lot of the um, the authors of like some of these um, like let's say you want to learn how to code or whatever. Um, they have like live action um, project based sort of um, videos out there where you sort of follow the guy in the video, yeah. yeah, and you learn sort of interactively rather than just sitting down and reading a book. So that's 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 just one example. But investing in yourself is something I definitely I really like that. And speaking of investing in yourself, I think my number one in this category so to speak that we're talking about is investing in yourself business wise Uh so i know one of the largest things that happened last year not me having any stats at all um but i know there's information from the sba or whatever uh look it up yourself no i'm just kidding but um (laughs) there's been a lot of people who have started businesses over the last year many people who became unemployed actually their come up came because they were unemployed and they tried to figure it out and they ended up starting they you know they invested in themselves they bet in themselves and they actually came out on top they started a business last year something that was either really needed or they just you know decided to pursue their dream because hey i'm not working and some people just did it because one of the things they learned even though they were still employed and had a job is that work can be um it can be temporary. Mm. And if you learned that last year, you know, that they need to have other streams of income, um, then they decided, like, let me take a chance on starting my small business while I still have my job. Let me go ahead and launch this project. We certainly launched our podcast. Yep. So a lot of this is about um, making sure that you're investing in yourself. And for many people, it may not be a lot. 
Like he said, you can invest in online classes that can help you get to the next level of the thing that you want to get or online courses. I know one of the biggest things that just um, everybody got an alert about this week is Google did an amazing thing where they started basically sponsoring this entire certificates program Yeah. Um, in tons of different arenas. And last year, they just added two more classes. I believe to take the course over like a couple of months, it's like $39 or something. And when you leave, they will your your certificates and your certifications if you if any of the things that they're teaching uh for course i think it's coursera yeah coursera coursera um that when you leave there those certificates will be honored by google and many of their partnership companies which are other tech companies if you yeah, want to so work they... in tech or not in tech there's work in project management there's work in other areas that are not just um, technical skills or coding or anything like that. Yeah. And there's so many jobs in technology, by the way, that have nothing to do with you working on a computer in that official capacity yeah, building software I, and engineering. Exactly. I think so, that doesn't get talked about enough, but go ahead. But that's a great thing, investing in education for yourself. Take online courses that might cost a little bit. You know, there might be a seminar or something that you want to attend. Um, but I'm also talking about people who want to start small businesses. You want to sell eyelashes. You want to sell hair. You want to sell your creative work mm -hmm. um you want to start an etsy store it might only just be 500 bucks or 600 dollars that you have to invest in materials and things like that to get started use this money for that because that produces money further down the line than if you just decided to use this as a one-stop payment for something mm -hmm. it feels great to say like oh i want to get this purse i didn't get i want to get this thing i didn't get or i want to go on vacation because i've been stuck in the house but that's a one-off and it doesn't produce income further from that. So when we're talking about investing yourself, we're talking about things that can help you get the kind of money where you don't have to wait for a $1,400 check to go to Dubai because next year <laughs> you'll be making so much money that you can afford to go to Dubai two or three times a year. Uh, but you can't do that if you're not initially thinking about like the long-term cost of like putting that money back into yourself first and foremost only problem with that is if you make too much money then you're not going to be eligible for a check next time they have well one. hopefully we can begin to honor the the panoramic because i'm tired of the here we go at the panoramic again. we get out of the panoramic because i'm tired of being in the panini i want to be outside in the streets um i know so much of us want to just be out in the sun it's coming up to summertime we want to be out in the streets so um i think investment is definitely one of the categories that we said Put that money into yourself. Put that money into your education. Put that money into your mindset. If you can, if of you course, can, all of right. this is like take care of your priorities first. We're talking about your initial costs, your, you know, your rent, your lights, your food, your water. When your basics are taken care of and your babies are taken care of and all of those things, if you got any of this money left over and it's something that you can't afford a hundred to two hundred dollars go ahead and make sure that you're investing in yourself for your future um so i think my second um in my opinion all right is save this shit <laughs> like i oh, yeah, for it, me it, it's, it's very basic but yeah it's, it's basic it's true. and it's not sexy at all so no, i get not, that but... it's not sexy to save your money but honestly, what I see the most, and I know if I qualify for a payment, I'm definitely gonna be putting that money into my savings. Um, for many people who have climbed out of debt like myself and worked hard to do that, um, and you know, are still paying you know, student loans and things like that, things that you're paying, whether you went to grad school and stuff like that and you're paying off those loans or whether you have a car note, whatever. 
I think it's important to understand how, the importance of saving money and having an emergency fund. And a lot of people learned that last year. Yeah. Many people had to tap into their emergency funds. Many people got tapped out because it may have not been that you lost your job solely. Your significant other could have lost their job. Mm. Things just got tight. You start to realize, wait a minute, even though we're both working, we know at any time one of us could not have a job. Um, there were essential workers last year, but there are people who got injured. Yeah. When you're waiting for things, just just in my previous employment in my old job, like I saw this firsthand. Like people who, you know, maybe somebody got injured last year and now you're out of work. You have to wait to get disability payments. You have to wait to see if you're approved for these kind of things. And you can't make a certain amount of money within that time frame. Mm. There are people who didn't, weren't receiving unemployment checks right away. You know, there was a behind situation yeah, at one point. There was a backlog because so many people, people were applying. Were, right. Um, and so, but, but in the meantime, you you got you still got to buy you still groceries. Got, you, got, you got to feed yourself. You got to feed and groceries were family, leaving everything. the shelf. Yeah. And if you apply for SNAP benefits and other government programs that are meant for these times, it does not mean that you'll be first in line right away to receive those payments. Right. And so, for many people, they were able to bounce back on the emergency fund, but there are a lot of people who were not. And they were literally shaking in their boots waiting for these possible checks to come through to save them. And that's a scary feeling for anybody. So I would say um, what we've been taught is usually what? Sometimes I think maybe six months to a year. Um, and now I see people talking about two years. You know, make sure yeah. you have enough payments make to really sure you sustain you money. over time. Because we didn't think we would be um, in the pantaloon for more than <laughs> a year. We're not going to speak her name because we're trying to get her uh, out of here, so we're not going to keep bringing up the official. So we're going to call it everything um, about what it's supposed to be. But we were in the pantaloon for at least um, well, well, a year. It's, yeah, been, it's a year. been a year as of, this, a year, of last yeah, week. Since the, yeah, that's so when they shut everything shut down. Shut everything down. Yeah. Who thought this would happen? Yeah, so nobody predicted this. If I'm still looking for a job that's sustainable, I'm living off of my stim I'm living off of my emergency fund that was only six months. I'm out of it already. Yeah. And if it's been a year, I'm definitely out of it. And there's a lot of companies that found that out personally. They didn't have the cash on hand to stay afloat and went out of business. So saving it is key if you can just stack it up for that rainy day that you never know is going to come because hell it came for a lot of people and it was no fun to have no money no it's not it's, it's never fun to not have any money so <laughs> and what do you think outside of the the savings outside of savings um i don't know it, it's um but is it but i guess this might be a little a little bit. I don't want to say controversial, but um, you love being controversial. Nah, but <laughs> let's say um, if he can it, be the devil's advocate. But it, but but is it important to take like maybe a little bit, not a whole lot, just a little bit of that money, and just do something for yourself? Okay, so we talked about investing in yourself. But what's the, no, little, but like what's little, the second something? Okay, what so, do you mean? So, you know, all right, let's say I take $50 and I use it to buy a PlayStation game. Yeah. Um, yeah, $50. You know, not the whole check. I'm mm -hmm. not going to do nothing crazy. Like, take $400 and just go, you know, buy a whole bunch of games with the $400. $400 a check. But, okay. you know, just a little bit to just say, you know, because, I mean, let's be honest. People are locked down. There isn't a whole lot to do. And sometimes Ooh, it's people, not like we in jail. Go ahead. <laughs> it's felt like that for some people, though. But yeah. it just it just feels like sometimes you may just have to do something a little fun just to, you know, keep your sanity going. So I think it might be a little important to say, hey, just take a small, just a small a little smidge of the money and do something fun with it. 
that's what that's what I think. I mean, beyond that, I mean, because it, it's just, I, I mean, if we're being honest, people are not going to feel good about just taking the money and, you know, doing the 100% responsible thing, which I want to see you do. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's any harm in just taking a small little piece, just a smidge, you know, $50 or so, and, you know, just doing something a little fun with it. Yeah, I I mean, I I definitely agree with that. I definitely believe in self-care. So I definitely think that if you want to go get that Manny and Petty again, we're not financial advisors, nor we advise you not to have a something joyful come in because I think that that's the big thing that people are missing and that they haven't had over the last year. We know some people have dealt with loss Mm -hmm. and have dealt not just with loss of work, but loss of family members, just being in the house, kids driving them crazy, kids getting (laughs) sick of their parents. It's a both way street. Them kids sick of you and you kids sick of them kids. But, um, you know, there's a, there's been a lot. Kids haven't been able to go out. You know, a lot of people have missed their graduations and major parts of their freshman year, yeah, their senior sucks. year. I can't imagine, like, not having those things that were really cool in college and high school and even elementary school. Um, and most of it being online. Um, it's been it's been tiring for folks, for teachers, for essential workers. So we're certainly not saying don't go get a massage, don't go get your, you know, nails and, and whatever excites you or brings you joy. I think... Um, it's always easy to do the easy thing and we learn from this too we're not speaking from a place of like parental mm-hmm. and guidance in any way I have to encourage myself that if I become eligible I need to put this money to the side because it's going to be <laughs> tempting so I'm right there with y'all on this Um, and I do think it's a good idea to take some of it maybe and do a little something with it you know get you know have a little pizza get together or whatever you're going to do for your kids but I think it's also important um, if you, if any of this resonates with you, investing in yourself, saving the money, that you make that that priority. That's a part of self care. Is also making sure that you have some financial life to back down. I mean, to you know, back you up. So self care isn't just you know bubble baths and massages and getting your nails done and journaling. It's also making sure that you're not in a financial bind every fucking time. And that's the reality <laughs> of that. Um, and it's, you know, it's never as sexy to talk about stocks or savings or CDs or putting money away. It certainly isn't for me. I hate the word budgets. Um, even though we talk about it, just the idea of, uh, but at the same time, the reality is that, you know, being able to save your own self Mm -hmm. is the best self care you can possibly have. And you want to make sure that you're able to do that. And it's going to seem like a lot of money at first because for some people, this is the most they've ever seen. You know what yeah. I'm saying? In one check or coming through. For some people, they may be getting up to $5,000 depending on how many, you know, dependents you have. And, you know, you and a spouse or just you and two or three kids and a dependent. You might be seeing a lot of money coming and it's going to be so quickly gone because everybody's going to want something. Right. You know, mommy, can I get this? Daddy, can I get this? You know, can I get these sneakers? Can I get so-and-so? And And you're going to feel guilty because your kids haven't been able to do a bunch. You haven't had the Christmas you thought you were going to have. And you haven't had the holiday you thought you were going to have. And you haven't been able to take the kids to Florida this year. Right. But if you live like that now, what's going to happen a year from now? Mm-hmm. Are you still going to be trying to save up for Christmas gifts? Are you going to be able to say, I have money for that because... You know, I have an emergency fund, so the money that I have now, my emergency fund that I have to put to the side is a, is a lot less. Are you going to be able to say, I, I have a retirement account to start? You know, if you're a single individual, 
the time to start saving for retirement, we can't stress this enough just because we know, is in your 20s. Yeah. It's not sexy. This may be your first. If you a kid that got a job out of college, this is a good time to not only make sure you're matching that free money, if you get that, but making sure that you're thinking about starting a, a, a IRA or 401k for your retirement because your money grows. Mm-hmm. And we just posted something on, online about that today. This is an opportunity to start putting money into those retirement accounts and at least getting that off the ground. Hey guys, it's Tamika. Thanks so much for listening. And don't forget to catch us every week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, and Breaker. So I know that was like a lot of information in regards to um, some of the ways that you can take your STEMI and um, <laughs> make it work for you. Okay. Um, but I know you personally, just on the, like a personal level outside of just you know, ways you can invest. We know that ways you can try to like save the money, what you can do with the money. At the end of the day, we want you to do what's best for you with the money um, and what's best for your your life situation. But um, I know you had like some thoughts around like the whole stimulus payment itself, because I think whenever we hear about money coming from like the government, dun, 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 like a big entity thing, we always think of it as like this overarching situation in terms of like you know well where's this money going to come from are you going to end up having to take this money out of somewhere else later on and then like do you even think it's fair that there's a cap on it should everybody Uh, be getting a check yeah and i I don't honestly i don't feel like it's fair i think that because okay everybody you know rich poor middle class everybody you know there's a lot of dispute politically about how much people, how much taxes people are paying or whatever the case is. But, you know, most people are, you know, pay taxes. Everybody pays into the system. So I just feel like everybody should benefit. Now, does should everybody benefit at the same level? No, like everybody should. It's not it shouldn't be an equal payment. Um, I think the way it's set up now where you get a, a greater payment based on income level i think that's fine i don't have a problem with that so wait a minute are you saying that you feel like um you think that there's like a little bit unfairness in the fact that there's a phase out as right yeah i don't like the phase out i mean even if you just want to say all right you know if you make more than whatever the what is the single is it eighty thousand? if you make more than eighty thousand, you don't go okay if you make more than eighty thousand, then just say all right you get a hundred dollars you know it's it's not a whole lot but at least it's giving you something or at least it's I just feel like, you know, if you're asking everyone to pay into the system via taxes, okay, I think that everybody should be able to benefit from it. That's just that's just my personal opinion about it. I mean, I know there's a lot of debate or whatever it is, political debate, which we're not doing here. No. So um, um, there's a lot of political debate around that. But I just think that that's that's the only only the fair thing to do. I mean, I totally understand where you're coming from. I do think, especially if everybody's paying into the system, I mean, a lot of this feels uh, angering to a certain degree and certainly not, like you said, we're not getting into a whole political thing or whatever, but just um, I can understand some people's frustration with the fact that so many other countries were paying out stimulus payments over extended periods of time monthly to some of their... um, their citizens or the citizens over time were receiving payments each month during the pandemic. Um, some of them regardless of income. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and we don't always know what people are going through, right? So just, I just saw something the other day about, you know, people who are in the six figures that don't really make six figures because when you take out, you know, what they pay in taxes and we look at their modified adjusted gross income, when we're thinking about who's helping to take care of parents and different things like that. Many people who make high incomes 
I just saw a doctor the other day online who was talking about um, how a lot of people assume doctors make a lot of money when they first get out of school. And he was like, we spend so much time in school. He said when he was like an initial resident, he was only making like 45000 a year. After after everything. Oh, no, no, no. This is his starting salary. You don't make a whole bunch. You're doing like your rounds and stuff. So he was like, I I went up in income like like within five years. Right. But it still took a long time. And people were like, you might jump from forty five to like eighty. Then you jump to 120. But then, remember, in that whole time, if you didn't get scholarships and all this kind of you stuff and grants, you're paying loans. back medical school. Yeah. You're paying back college and, loans. And those loans is no joke. They're high. Um, <laughs> and then on top of that, like, if you end up in your own practice, you're paying malpractice insurance, things like that, to make sure that somebody tries to sue you based on something that happens. So there's a lot that's going on. Um, and so a lot of people assume based on higher earners, based on the numbers that, oh, you don't need this money because you're making 120000 But I'm paying back student loans at this crazy amount rate. And that has not been something that's completely worked out yet Yeah. Um, in terms of how they're going to address that particular issue of student loans. Uh, we're going to talk more about that like on another on show. Another I think show, we're going to yeah. probably have like a series on it. But um there's an assumption there so right there's a there's a yeah there's an assumption that a doctor makes that um going back for a second the um going back to the phase out if you really think about it okay somebody who makes is there really that much of a difference between because you're phased out let's you know going back to the single person Mm -hmm. if you make eighty thousand dollars if you know more than eighty thousand dollars then you don't get anything is there really a difference between somebody who makes $83,000 versus somebody who may make $79,000? Is yeah, there really that much of a difference? That small increment. Right. It's a small. And then after taxes, it's not even $4,000. Yeah. So you have that situation, you know, to, to, to factor in. And that's why I just think it's just not it's just not fair to just say, OK, well, after this income level, you just don't get anything. I mean, yeah. you know, give 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 people something. We know the bill will grow, certainly, and like the debt will grow as a result, but I also feel like there's a lot of money allocated in a lot of places that we don't get to make choices on 24-7 Yeah, um, that could greatly be reduced where we could have afforded to pay people, you know, stuff. But that's another opinion for another time. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think that there are some people that are sort of feeling that. I know many people who were upset last year in general that there was even a fight for this all to happen or that this was so much of a issue yeah. to begin with. So, you know, it can definitely be frustrating to um, think. But we're glad that it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but this can help out some folks. There's people who's like really like people are, are angry that we're having another round of this. Yeah, there so are some there's that a lot upset. of people that are angry that we're having another round of it, but I mean, too bad. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. it, it <laughs> I mean it is what it is, but you know that's just you know how I feel about it. So that's just life. I mean, yeah, that's just gonna be something that you're gonna have to get over, um, and just do the best that you can. Here, I I ain't heard of nobody giving back stimulus checks. Yeah, exactly. So, so the for people all that are upset, they, they upset. also not repaying. They also any ain't repaying back. it exactly. I have so. not heard of overwhelms of the IRS receiving return payments <laughs> back. I do know that you know there may have been some controversy around it. I'm not really sure of all of the areas, but I know that it's not just like working and people who are not working getting checks. So that could be a little bit of the of the controversy around it, from my understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, this this particular source is from. Um, 
the entire sort of rescue plan, um, and this is like from ms.com, the money section that I'm getting this information from. But what, What's the website? Um, msn.com. So oh, MSN, okay. A new section. Okay. But if you're an American citizen or a, a resident alien, you probably could be eligible for the payment. This could possibly include incarcerated people and those living abroad, um, but not taxpayers over a certain amount, as we talked about before. Right. So I think... People are like, well, if you're in jail, why would you right, be receiving this right. payment? You're or, getting you're getting yeah. money incarcerated. And I'm this out is here. all not yeah. completely clear just yet. People yeah. haven't reading over the rescue plan, so there might be some clarity that needs to happen on that. But I think that's what people's issue is. I know a major thing that they have tackled that I think was important was that the second first and second rounds, um Adult yep. dependents, like there were age limit things around that, and now college and adult dependents qualify for payments. Ah. Um, but they won't necessarily receive the deposits themselves. So before, you know, and that's been controversy with college students who feel like, well, you know, my mom is not in my life and she's going to receive a payment for me. And yeah. maybe you've been on your own since you were 18. And if your parent claims you as a dependent, they, you were able to receive that. Now it's going to be paid towards the parent directly if they're your. If right. You're so you sort of have them. to hassle a parent for money that mm-hmm. they got because they got that money because they of claimed you. you as a right. They claimed you as and a dependent. And what if you have a fiscally irresponsible parent? You know, yeah. what if you have a parent that doesn't take care of the bills and you mostly pay for your own stuff, but they can claim you on their taxes. Right. Or and you're not filing taxes or your parent claims you on your taxes but they're not the best with money. And you could use that money for school books or a books laptop. And, yeah, all they're kind about of to get that check school. for you. Exactly. Or uh, a, you're somebody who claims you as an adult dependent. I think one of the things they, they've kind of been able to eliminate is if you, may, maybe some of the fraud, they're not trying to send, they're being careful about sending out payments to like deceased people. Yeah, yeah, was there a was a lot issue. of fraud. Yeah, I remember that. There was a yeah. lot of fraud, deceased people getting money or newborn babies or whatever. Maybe, like if you're a non-resident alien <laughs> and if you don't have a valid social security number, things like that, they're trying to eliminate some of those duplicate and mistake payments that were made out. Mm. Um, to folks to like avoid you know some of the fraudulent issues okay so what happens if let's say that you let's say they give you the wrong amount of money so they they instead of giving you 1400 they give you 2000 mm-hmm. what happens then do you have to give them back the 600 dollars difference um I'm going to always advocate for you not to play with the federal government and give them their (laughs) money money because I feel like it's going to turn around at some point. Mm -hmm. And um, I would suggest that. Now, how that goes, you really need to talk to the IRS about how that goes. So if you get more money than you're supposed to in your account, you would want to check with the IRS because I feel like at some point, I think there's going to be a little bit more accountability over this particular um, round of things. I've been seeing stuff about different other programs that happened last year where they're starting to crack down. People are getting arrested. They're making examples of folks on TV. Don't be caught up um, <laughs> playing around and then they come back and say, hey, you owe us and they take it out at an inopportune time. Right. So you don't want to collect, you know, what are we talking about? $2,800 and then find out next year and spend it and then don't say anything to the IRS. And the IRS starts looking through things and doing audits of their systems and seeing that they sent you twenty hundred dollars and you're a single individual. And then there's like fourteen hundred dollars sitting in your yeah, bank now, account now you, for your rent or mortgage yeah, payment. And, and they and, and they get that guy. That's and the federal government is good on sweeps and they are good on freezing accounts and yeah, they have every just, authority to do that. You wake up one morning and you see you got zero in your <laughs> bank account. That's that's not you know or worse yet you write a check and the check gets bounced 
because yes. they IRS went and got theirs, and now you got a return check fee on top of uh, the money. Is gone. that? I, and let me say, I have in, <laughs> in, in previous employment, I have seen Uncle Sam snatch some money that people thought they were gonna get, mm-hmm. and what happened? And remember, these are federal payments, so what happens is, it's not a situation where the IRS just gives you your check and your check goes to the bank. Your check is issued by the Treasury Department, right. and they have a department that stops if they have to do any sort of withholding. It comes to them. So you can't contact the IRS and go, you can't contact whoever and go, why did you stop my check? They're going to refer you to the financial management department of the treasury and find out. So before that check goes out, even if the IRS's intention sends you the whole 1400, that's something that could happen. I also believe, and this is again, check out their website on this and check with the IRS about this. If you owe money to the federal government, they'll, I'm not sure if you're getting the full 1400. Yeah, they'll they they'll intercept that payment. Yes. Yeah, so if you owe, let's say, um, let's say you owe the IRS money, or let's say you owe something else. This is what I'm not sure about, and this is something that you know y'all put it in the comments. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Go onto the page, post it on the Instagram at Seedless Watermelon Podcast. Uh, follow us and let us know if you have found out the information. Y'all can be our uh, detectives on this. Is if you owe money, yeah, do you get your check in full? If I owe money to, you default on a student loan, for example. Well, I think student loan right now the repayment is frozen, okay. so you're kind of probably in the okay with that. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what I used to see all the time for my military folks, for my uh, people who love shopping at the PX, those credit cards. Um, that you like to run up on those APHIS cards and stuff, you can default on those. And if you do credit-wise, that is a federal default. Mm. So they can take money from federal payments to pay towards your APHIS credit card. <laughs> so if you, you are... You thought you were slick. You thought you were slick. It ain't like Discover. Discover can't come after your federal payment. Right. But APHIS can. And I've seen it happen with these credit cards that they get issued through the military or whatever that you have. So... Um, I don't know if that can get swiped towards that because usually how it works is any money the federal government owes you, if you owe them money first, mm. they want their money before they pay anything out to you. Exactly. So So you just want to be kind of kind of I have seen it, it is bad, it is bad. So um but I think at best, like we said before, use the money for what you want to use it for. It is your life, but you wanna try to make as many responsible choices as you can with it. Yep. Treat yourself. Yeah, treat yourself, but please, please, please. I'm. I mean, if you're listening to our show, you know, you obviously. I well, let me not say obviously, but you, you're probably someone who you know kind of wants to get a little bit of of a, a little bit of direction about you know money or get a little bit of a you understanding know, a understanding of it. You're so, trying to figure it out like we are. Exactly, and the best way to learn is to learn by doing it. And when you have opportunities like this, where you're getting money that you didn't think you were going to get or money that you weren't expecting, I think that this is a prime opportunity to sort of do some of the things that you've always wanted to do, do some of the things that you said you wanted to do to better your financial situation. So while I understand, you know, we said it earlier, taking a little bit of that money out and just having, you know, a little bit, a little bit of fun. Please take the majority of that money and do the responsible thing. I gu- I, I guarantee you, you won't that, regret it. that you won't regret it. You'll be glad that you did it. And I mean, even if, if you invest the money, for example, 
like we said earlier i mean if times get hard and you need the money at least you know you can you can you can take the money out of the investment and handle the emergency but if you go out there and you buy a whole bunch of junk or whatever it is you know you can't get that money back once you buy it once the stimmy is gone it's it's gone gone. gone. so you know just be smart about it i think this might be the final round um from what we've been seeing and hearing this might be the last payment there i've seen mostly them talking about a commitment to just pay two thousand dollars and this next round for this payment and so of course this would add up if you got the 600 the 14 adds up to the 2000 in addition to the first stimulus so um just be wise be smart with it don't blow it don't blow it but um take care of yourself and each other remember that from jerry springer oh my god remember that what happened to jerry springer did he is he still alive i I think he's still anyway this has been (laughs) this i think we did an episode yes we did we did an episode thank you for rocking out with us don't forget to follow us on instagram at seedless watermelon podcast yes and don't forget to visit our website at seedlesswatermelonshow.com thanks y'all and we'll see you next week just thinking back to the time when it was all good the golden era